episode of Zen Mom in the Attic, where I wrap up the last part of the mindfulness series. If you haven't listened to the first two, you can go ahead and do that, but I do touch upon it all and pull it all together in this episode, so you can just dive right in. But before you start, I just want to touch base about last week's episode. If you were able to listen to it with Sonia, it was a really awesome conversation just about the realness of being both in addiction, which she was and now is nine years in long-term recovery, which is awesome. But she still walks with her mom who struggles and she just has so much wisdom. So you might want to circle back and check that out if you haven't. She has uh, some really wonderful nuggets about just showing up every day as the truest version of yourself. Be truthful, be honest, try not to hurt anyone and do the next right thing. And sometimes we just need these little mantras each day to remind us, especially when we're feeling overwhelmed, like, okay, I can just practice kindness today or whatever it is for you. So I um, yeah, invite you to check that out. But in the meantime here, let's let you listen to this episode on mindfulness. And then at the end, I'll talk to you about what's coming up. Enjoy. Hi, it's Mary. Uh, Riding the Ways of Addiction and Recovery. This is a series um, on how to ride those waves, right? And how to walk beside addiction and to find joy and hope um, and build your tools of resiliency so that you can heal and still lead a meaningful life. I've been talking about mindfulness as a tool for building resiliency. I, um, if you're just joining this episode, I have a daughter that struggles with addiction and we are raising her four children. And I'm sharing different tools to stay well and to be with this journey in a way that is authentic and holds space for hope and joy. And um, it's hard. But I've talked about um, the ABCs of mindfulness, A being how we um, use our awareness around where our attention is getting hijacked so that we can bring it into the present moment and notice what's called for and nurture that. Um, With B, the ABCs would be our breath um, as a way to restore balance and understand um, what we need what fuels us, what drains us, and then use our superpower of choice around that. Um, So if you haven't listened to those two episodes, I recommend you go back and listen to those to get to uh, where we are in this one, Um, which is the, the C in the ABCs of mindfulness. So as we've found where our attention is and we've been more intentional with it, right? And we've also, um, found some balance and understanding of what we need to let go and what we need to build. Um, The C is really around connection and community and compassion um, because I think what we need to understand is we're not alone, right? And that the more we practice and peel away the layers of understanding of what's needed of what we're feeling, of how we're struggling, um, with feelings of shame, um, that we are certainly not alone. We all feel a certain amount of shame, of unworthiness, of not being enough. 
Um, it's a natural part of this journey, whether you're dealing with addiction or not. We all have some level of trauma in our life that comes up. You might not think of it as trauma, but it could be something that happened in your childhood, just as when I was 13 and got spoken to by my guidance counselor about my weight. I was mortified and then began to hide um, behind that shame by overachieving and um, being and looking and doing all the things the external world would be a happy with to avoid that moment of embarrassment ever again or just to realize that, um, yeah, there was this external world judging me. And mindfulness is all about non-judgment, right? And accepting ourselves and others um, where we are and knowing and maybe making this assumption that we're all doing the best we can, right? How does it serve us in any other way to think any differently? And if someone's having a horrible day and they seem like a really challenging person to be around, like, well, we don't know their journey. So I think we can connect in the assumption that we all have struggles and that we all have good days when we're the best version of ourselves and we all have messy days when we're the messiest, best version of ourselves, right? But what we want to do is build tools to be able to rise up over and over again, right? Build relationships in our life that support that and build our internal world and tools so that we can remember what brings us joy and do more of it. That's my mantra this year. Uh, find what brings you joy and do more of it. Why not, right? This is a hard journey and we're doing the work. We're all here, we're all warriors, doing the best we can, trying to find our way through. And I'm just sharing tools that have really helped me and I know have helped a lot of other people. I do this work with patients undergoing difficult procedures. I do this work as a coach for people that are just trying to navigate their way through life. And that's just because I have had my share of struggles, right? I, I built a life um, on these pillars that I thought equated to happiness um, with my family, my first round of raising a family. Um, I'm now raising my grandchildren as my daughter struggles with addiction. But when I was raising my first family, I built all the ingredients, right? All the recipe um, of happiness that I thought was um, my ticket to joy, just to find um, myself feeling pretty empty inside because I forgot myself along the way. My life had become a checklist of things to do. And that doesn't serve anyone but your, but, uh, or it certainly doesn't serve yourself. And in the end, probably not anyone else either. Um, so I dug deep then and I found um, mindfulness. And then so when I later came into some challenges in both my relationship with my high school sweetheart, we were married, we have been married for 35 years, but um, right before my daughter fell to addiction um, and she was having her family, we went through uh, a separation after 30 years of marriage. And we both um, dug deep on our uh, vulnerability and our courage um, to find and develop and find our way forward, right? It built our inner strength and we came back together as a couple, um, gratefully so, about three months before my daughter fell hard. So I feel like um, 
as hard as that was on both of us and my family, it did um, make us stronger for this next leg. So the ways of the world are a mystery, but uh, when I look back, I see that it often all happens for a reason. I don't know that we would have had that growth together. Um, and so I'm, I am grateful for that and so grateful to have him by my side through this journey. And may you all find someone, it doesn't have to be your marriage partner, just relationships that support you. Um, I have lots of friends also. And that's the connection, right? You begin to build community, and that's why I'm doing um, these shares with you all is because this is certainly something I did not plan on having in my life or expect to come into my life, but it did. And um, I've peeled back all the layers of the years of what I where my boat got turned in the wrong direction around raising my daughter and how I could have done things differently. Um, she's been well enough to tell me, Mom, it wasn't about you. It wasn't about my childhood. It was just the choices I made, um, which does, I guess, give me an element of relief. But still, um, just that ever ongoing realization that um, we do the best we can and um, that's all we can do, right? And if we lead with our heart, then we can't really go wrong. Um, but it doesn't mean that it still doesn't leave us up to some vulnerability, shame, and hurt. And that is our connection. We all have that. Um, I was coaching a leader, and she um, was telling me how she struggles to um, show up in this larger group of leadership, and uh, these feelings of unworthiness come up. And uh, when I told her we all had feelings of unworthiness, she kind of looked at me like, really? And uh, disbelief, and it is true. I mean, it's part of the human experience because we all have layers to our life of experiences, and we all have moments where we felt shame and unworthiness. So I think when we talk about um, connection and compassion, we have to understand that we are all not that different from each other right? Our lives might look a little different on the outside, but on the inside, um, we're all very similar. And the one thing I learned from becoming a parent of four under the age of seven overnight when my daughter fell to addiction um, was that as much as I kind of went into that kicking and screaming because our youngest was graduating from high school and I, my husband and I had sort of a different plan, um, I realize that um, we're malleable human beings, right? We will adjust to our circumstances whether we like it or not. So uh, why not make the best of it? Other, other choices are to live in a place of resentment and anger, and um, that doesn't feel very good either. So we have to make the choice of how we want to show up, but we do have that ability to choose right? Just as I chose. And if it's um, a different situation than addiction, if it's um, a disease that you've been diagnosed with, if it's a relationship ending that you um, are sad about or resisting or anything that comes into your life uninvited or unexpected, uh, of course we have to grieve it, a loss or anything, um, and go through that process, but we do reach, I feel like, this transitional 
point. Like we have to get into the mucky waters and the grit and we have to feel the darkness because if we don't, then we're not really healing. We have to allow ourselves to feel the hurt and the shame and the vulnerability and to acknowledge it and to say, once again, it's a natural response to what's happening. And then once we've allowed ourselves to grieve in whatever way that is for you, um, then we find the nurturing right and then we find a way to the other side and that is um how we begin to to um find moments of joy again right to rebuild and ride that wave upward right so um sometimes when we um go through those gritty points it's hard to get to the other side So um, I'm going to talk about the practice of RAIN, which I learned from Tara Brock, which is, it's an acronym that is a way to move through difficult times. And the R stands for recognize. And we can use our practice of mindfulness to raise our awareness, to recognize how we're feeling. Like, oh, I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling um, challenged, I'm fe- I feel the struggle, I feel pain, I feel fear. So we recognize it and then we acknowledge it's there and um, that's just by um, calling it out, right, and not resisting it. Saying you're here, you belong, right, you're a natural response to what's going on and that you don't I am just as a sideline, like try to really avoid any blame in that process. Try to realize that um, it's just part of the journey, right? You're not weak or um, anything because you're feeling it, right? And I think for men in particular, that might be hard. Um, and even as, as women, sometimes when we're trying to hold everything up, we are afraid of if we acknowledge it, um, what will come crashing down, Like, will I fall completely? And I don't think you will. I think if you can use these practices, it's just going to get you to the other side. So you recognize it's there. You acknowledge it for what it is. Um, And you can even invite it in for um, tea, but just let it know it's not going to be staying. And then you can investigate by dropping into your body and feeling where it's showing up. Right? You can say, okay, I feel this real hurt. Say, let's take addiction and that you have this heavy load you're carrying of either worry around your person you love or the hurt they've inflicted because it's often very hurtful and there's a lot of distrust. Um, and you can just acknowledge that you feel the pain of it. And then you invite yourself to scan through your body and am I feeling it in my chest am I feeling it in my shoulders in my throat on my gut you know where is it showing up am I just tense everywhere and that is the um, investigating of how it's showing up for you and then you nurture it and sometimes that's by going into one of these practices of finding some breath maybe crying right Maybe just letting yourself fall apart in a safe space. Really allowing yourself to feel it and even name it, right? We know when we name things, they lose their power. We also know that if we don't, it, it'll manifest 
in, in your body, right? Our issues are in our tissues. This is why practicing yoga can, or walking and moving your body in ways that allows this level of relaxation and opening up and stretching to release with intention can be helpful. Um, and just this process of recreating some flow. So things don't get stuck in you, right? Stresses become the number one chronic disease, right? It's, it's leading to so many of our issues. So when you can find a way to practice and then nurture what's there so that you can support yourself in letting go. And sometimes the nurturing in rain, right? So I've said recognize what's there, acknowledge that it belongs, investigate where it's showing up in your body, and then nurture it. Nurture it by doing the things that support you, right? As we called in some of the practices that um, feel good. Maybe you need to journal, maybe a warm bath, maybe a cup of tea, maybe talking to a friend, maybe listening to music, maybe having some time to yourself, bringing in people to help if you are watching um, and caring for and raising another family. Um, creating ease wherever you can, right? I think sometimes I used to think if it wasn't hard, then I wasn't doing a good job, right? There's something about maybe it was my generation and the work ethic, but it's also um, this idea that um, we can create ease, and that's okay, and it's actually good, um, and that not everything in life has to be hard, and allowing ourselves that. Um, so maybe we'll do a little brief meditation here with this rain. Um, and knowing that as we're on the sea around connection, compassion, and community, it's around just this idea of recognizing that this is a shared experience um, and that we can have a tool to move through it. Um, but really just holding space for ourselves and, and for others in this journey. So um, to do this meditation today, just find a comfortable seat or laying down. Closing your eyes or a downward gaze. And in my prior meditations, um, I've sort of had you come into the present moment. So let's repeat that. Um, and maybe you're beginning to cultivate a little more ease in which you flow into your meditation. So take a deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. Do that three times. Bringing your awareness into the present moment just by these nice cleansing breaths. Each exhale is an opportunity to let go. Settling into your seat, feeling the connection of the earth beneath you in a way that allows you to know you're being held. Relaxing the shoulders, melting, let your arms be heavy. Just scanning through the body, noticing where you might be holding tension. And allow this idea of letting go. Letting your thoughts go. Letting your stress melt into the earth. Letting anything go out that's not serving you in this moment as we bring ourselves present. Letting go of everything that's happened before this moment and losing anticipation of what's to come, right? Allowing yourself the gift of just being here for your practice. There's nothing else to do but be right here.
knowing this benefits you and ripples out to benefit the world around you. You breathe steady and balanced, creating this inner calm, activating your rest and digest, your inner stillness, and begin to feel your body and mind relax into that. And if your mind gets busy at any point or pulled in thoughts, just come back to your practice, to your breath, the noises around you, the sensations in your body. Be here now. And as we settle in, we'll begin the practice of rain. And if you want to place your hand on your heart center for this, you can do that just to bring your attention into your heart. And as you breathe in and breathe out, let your attention fall into your heart center and just see if you can elicit anything in there that you're sort of struggling with. Any fear, worry, pain, just bring that forward. Something you're feeling challenged with in your life, a struggle. It could even be physical pain. And we just acknowledge whatever that is, just begin to feel how that manifests or shows up in your body. You can bring a person, place, or situation right into your heart and feel it. Feel how that shows up, right? And rec- so we start with the rain. The R in rain is recognize the emotion what you're feeling. And the A is just acknowledging that it belongs, that it's a natural response to what's happening. I see you. I know you're there. And it's okay. And even thank you. Thank you for showing up so I can see clearly and feel what's happening. And then the eye and rain is investigate, drop into your body with your attention and see where you're feeling this emotion. Where is it showing up for you? Are your shoulders tight? Is it in your chest, your belly? your jaw, just notice your throat. And wherever you're feeling that, you could, once you've acknowledged it, invite a breath in. Our breath can create some space, some release. And this begins to be the end, the nurturing of what's there. Right? You begin to nurture yourself in the situation And sometimes it can just be in this practice. You can just, after you've acknowledged where it is, you can begin to nurture that part of your body. You can inform yourself of what's needed. And maybe it's that you're going to take it easy today or you're going to dry yourself a bath or you're going to go for a walk or 
You're going to jump on your mountain bike and go for a ride. Or maybe you're going to put on some music or get on your yoga mat. Or maybe you're just going to make yourself some really delicious food. Find what feels good and allow yourself the gift of doing more of that. Nurture yourself. Ask for help if that's what's needed. When you feel complete with this practice, you can begin to slowly move your fingers and toes and open your eyes and just allow this acknowledgement of um, where you're at as you move out into your day. And in rain as a practice, you could use any time, any time you're struggling with an emotion, when you're feeling like uh, lost, when you're feeling so deep in the struggle you can't find your way out. Um, put on your mud boots and walk through that puddle or that slump, right? And let rain get you to the other side. Uh, when my daughter first fell to addiction and went to rehab for three days, but then we didn't hear from her. Um, not only did I have these four babies to care from, but for, but she, I didn't know if she was dead or alive. And I was really naive to addiction, and I had no idea of the journey that was ahead, but I was beginning to understand. And I felt like I was walking through fire each day. I didn't know how I was going to get out of bed, how I was lovingly going to show up for these four children that were a little crazy because they'd lost their mom and dad. They were little and confused and bewildered, as were we. Um, and I just didn't know if I could get through the day, right? And uh, I, I resisted for a while, and I didn't share with anyone for a while because I had so much shame. But then when I began to share, when I began to practice, really pull deep on my courage to move forward authentically and find love and joy again and forgiveness, then I could breathe again. And then... Um, Really what happens, which is why I'm sharing with all of you, is that connection began to happen. I told my story, and other people told theirs, and we healed. We healed a little more each time, right? Because we're not alone. This is a huge epidemic, addiction. Um, but if you're not listening because of addiction, but just because you're riding the waves of life, um, it's the same thing because we all have things that come up unexpectedly. We all um, think we're doing things that will get us from point A to point B just to show up and say, wow, this isn't how I felt, thought it was going to feel. Um, this didn't bring me the joy or the contentment that I thought. Um, I looked at this other person and thought I aspired to their life because it looked good, but it doesn't. Um, because the bottom line is we all have work to do on this journey, right? And things come into our lives to remind us of that. And um, I think we're all here for a reason. And it's our job to find out what that is. And I say that to, the, to the, my four grandchildren who um, still at times have moments of missing what was with their family. Um, and I have to hold space for that, knowing that my husband and I have sacrificed a lot, um, that we are working hard to support them, and um, they really just miss their mom and dad, right? 
and that's okay. Am I going to say that it doesn't hurt sometimes when you're the one showing up from every day? Of course it does, right? But that's part of parenting, right? It's unconditional love. And you do it from the heart and you do it for reasons that are um, beyond what they can give back because maybe they'll appreciate it someday, but maybe they'll just feel the loss. And um, I just hope that I can give them some tools to deal with the loss, um, to find out why they were put on this earth. And I do say that. You're all here for a reason. It's your job to figure out why and to feel the pain of the journey. But boy, to have fun and to find the joy on the other side. And if you're a yogi, I talk about that on the mat, right? It's not about getting to the forward fold or to warrior or to downward dog. It's not about arriving. It's about the journey of getting there. And mindfulness is a tool to let us pay attention to that journey because that's where the gifts lie, right? In all those small mundane things, if we can really be present and really look in each other's eyes and really be present for the journey, right? Then we'll find joy. So I encourage you to know you're not alone, right? To know that we are connected. You have a community. And together we can practice and find empathy and compassion, right? And in the process, let me remind you that all these different meditations I'm teaching you are wonderful tools, right, for your heart. But they're also shaping and changing the structure of your brain, right? The science around this stuff is fascinating if you're into that. Um, I am a science person. I'm a heart and science person, but it is amazing what it's doing to the structure of our brain, which will change our generations to come if we can pass this on to our children and maybe lead to a more compassionate world. Um, But I have some resources on my website if you are interested in the science behind this, and there's tons of it out there um, about what it does uh, to the structure of our brain. So a little bit of practice every day, resetting your dial with your breath, um, finding things that feel good and doing more of them. Yeah, it lights up your brain in all the right places. So thanks for practicing with me. I hope it's been helpful. Um, The light in me sees and honors the light in you. We'll talk to you soon. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode and um, are playing around with a little bit of mindfulness in your life. It really is uh, a powerful tool. If I didn't get so many benefits myself, I wouldn't be talking about it so much. So it's a really not easy. It's simple. It's not easy because you have to be consistent, but it's a beautiful unfolding. I've been practicing it for years and I just have to say, you know, I live life more fully because of it. Do I always practice it? No, I fall off just like everyone else. But life keeps reminding me to get back on the wagon because we just need it. And so I hope that you at least play around and check it out. See, try it for a week. Try it for a week doing a little practice every day and see what happens. I have some on my YouTube channel. 
and of course, you know, on the episodes that you just listened to. So my website is mindfulliving.com. If you want to check that out, it'll get you to my YouTube channels and other recordings that I've done. And once again, I just want to share where we're going. I'm excited about the upcoming episodes where there's a conversation with Michael Thompson, who just has done a deep dive on who am I, why am I here, and what's my purpose. As I add these wise sages or everyday guru sections to the episodes of the podcast, and Michael's a deep diver. He's a wonderful soul, and he has so much to share. So I think you're going to love that episode. Because aside from just learning how to ride the waves of the struggle and the joy, we all have points in our life that we're curious about. Why am I here? What am I doing? You know, what's this journey all about? Why is this happening to me? And so that's what I hope um, to do with some of these different episodes with a few different wonderful people that have um, been talking with me, along with the scientists and the shaman doing some interesting work around how to help us be well, whether it's addiction or just detoxing from life. I'm going to have Anderon on in the future. I'm going to be talking to him today, and I'm super excited about that. I think you guys are going to love it. And it's just about how to detox our body to help us be clear, how to follow our intuition, and just different resources we have around our nutrition, around essential oils, different rituals almost that we can bring into our life. And I'll share a few of mine that I I do all the time. So I'm looking forward to adding this to some future episodes, and I hope you enjoy it, and I look forward to some feedback. So you guys have the best day ever and practice a little mindfulness. See what little gold nuggets you can pull out of this day. Love you guys. See you next time.